This morning I'll share with you three lessons, three simple but I would say very important lessons that we learned from the story of the visitation of Mary to her elderly cousin Elizabeth, which we just heard in this gospel text from Luke chapter 1. So without further ado, here are the three lessons. Lesson number one, real love is self-sacrificial. Real, genuine, true love is self-sacrificial. When the angel Gabriel appeared to Mary at the Annunciation, one of the things he said to her was this, Behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible for God. This was unexpected good news. And how did Mary respond to it? What did she do when she found this out? Why, she did the most loving thing she could think of doing. She went to see her cousin and stayed with her for three months. In other words, until her child, John the Baptist, was born. Remember, Elizabeth was an old woman, well past the normal childbearing years. Pregnancy is not easy even when you're young. Or so they tell me. You ladies can correct me afterward if I've got this wrong. But Mary knew it was difficult. She knew in all likelihood her cousin would need some special assistance because of her advanced age, especially during the final trimester of her pregnancy. That's why the Bible says that Mary went in haste to Elizabeth in Zechariah's home. Our Blessed Mother did not think of herself first. She wasn't concerned with her own delicate condition. Remember, she was pregnant also. She wasn't obsessed with her own personal needs. Her focus was on the health and the well-being of another person. And she was willing to make any and every sacrifice necessary to help that person in her need. And for Mary, the sacrifice began with the trip itself. You know, the distance from Nazareth to Ann Karim, where Elizabeth lived, is about 80 miles. It's a little over an hour drive by car, depending on how heavy your foot is. But Mary didn't have the luxury of traveling in a 2018 luxury vehicle with air conditioning. Her mode of transportation was her own feet, or perhaps some beast of burden, which I suspect is not the most comfortable way to travel if you're pregnant. Real love is self-sacrificial just like Mary's love for Elizabeth was. That's the first lesson from the visitation story. Which brings us to lesson two, which is this. It's a baby. After Mary arrived at Elizabeth's home and greeted her cousin, Elizabeth said to Mary, at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leaped for joy. Notice, she referred to the entity in her womb as an infant, not a cluster of cells, not the product of pregnancy, not a fetus, not a potential human life, Lord knows not a choice. Elizabeth knew that she had a living, distinct human person inside of her, 
a baby, a child, which automatically makes her smarter than all the people at Planned Parenthood put together. Because those folks don't seem to understand this basic truth that human life begins at the moment of conception. Or maybe they just don't care to understand it. That's probably more accurate. Elizabeth also knew something else that's very important in this regard, something that even pro-life people can sometimes forget. Elizabeth knew that a woman becomes a mother not on the day her child is born. Rather, she becomes a mother when the child is conceived. Elizabeth said to Mary at one point, And how does this happen to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? She called Mary a mother. And she was right. Even though Mary was only in the first days or weeks of her pregnancy, Mary had become a mother the moment she said to the angel Gabriel, Be it done unto me according to your word. And she conceived Jesus at that moment within her body. You know, this is why I always invite those who are pregnant with their first child to come forward on Mother's Day at Mass for the gift that we give to the moms of the parish. The world says you're not a mother until the day your child is born. That's not true. The truth is you begin to become a mother nine months before your child is born. This brings us to the third and final lesson that I'll focus on in this story of the visitation this morning. We are all called to bring Jesus Christ to others, like Mary did. And at the same time, we're all called to recognize the presence of Jesus in others, like Elizabeth did. Mary, our Blessed Mother, brought Jesus literally and physically to Zechariah and Elizabeth when he came to their home. As Catholic Christians, we are also supposed to bring Jesus to people. We're supposed to bring him to people, spiritually speaking, that we have contact with in our daily lives. We're to bring him to others by our faith, by our charity, by our words, by our actions, by knowing the gospel, and by living it as best we can each and every day. And that's hard. That's very hard. If we think it isn't hard, then obviously we don't know the gospel message as well as we should. Nor is it always easy to recognize the presence of Jesus in other people, like Elizabeth did. She greeted Mary with the words we now say in the Hail Mary, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And immediately she spoke the words I quoted earlier, and how does this happen to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Notice that she calls the child in Mary's womb her Lord. That was an extraordinary affirmation. An affirmation she had come to from a source beyond herself came from the Holy Spirit, who was mentioned at the beginning of the story. By the power of the Holy Spirit, not by her own power, but by the Spirit's anointing, Elizabeth was able to perceive the presence of God within her cousin Mary. Now this, I would say, is one of the most important reasons why we should pray to the Holy Spirit often. Many people pray to Jesus, of course, and to God the Father. They often forget the Holy Spirit. 
But we need the Spirit. Let's be honest about it. It's very difficult to be conscious of the presence of God in certain people that we have to deal with every day. The people who dislike us. The people who hurt us. People who slander us. People who use us. People who betray us. People who steal from us. Whenever we encounter people like this in our daily lives, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, is probably not the first person we think of. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the Spirit to help us see that, in spite of the bad things they've done to us, these men and women are still created in the image and likeness of God. And they are loved by Jesus Christ, who died for them, just like he died for us and the rest of humanity. We need the Spirit to help us be aware of these things because they're very, very easy to forget. So there you have it. Three simple but very important lessons that we learn from the visitation. Real love is self-sacrificial. What's in the womb after conception is a human life. We're called to bring Jesus to others like Mary did and to recognize the presence of Jesus in others like Elizabeth did. I think the most appropriate way to end my homily this morning is by asking you to pray with me now one Hail Mary. In doing this, we're asking Our Lady to pray for us, that we will all take these lessons to heart and allow them to have an impact and an influence on our daily lives. And so we say together, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death.